Hello and welcome to this episode of Hey Art, What's Good? We are a podcast based in the northeast of England where I like to go around to cool art things and see what's good with them. My name is Alice. My name's Rosie. And we have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Alison Merritt-Smith and I'm the director of Shieldfield Artworks, or SAW, in Shieldfield in Newcastle. But it's um, formerly the Holy Biscuit. Yeah, going through a, a very exciting kind of rebrand at the minute. Yeah, so we've been, um, so basically we've been Holy Biscuit for nine years. Uh, we're going going into our 10th year. We just went into our 10th year last month. Oh, congratulations. Um, as an organisation, yeah, so it's really good. Um, and kind of the history of Holy Biscuit was, um, for those of you who have never been, it's a it's a Methodist church um, that um, in about 2008, um, it was kind of dying in terms of the congregation um, and uh, they decided to close close the church um, for worship, and the plan was to um, to to sell it off, to sell the land off, so that it could be uh, the money could be put back into the church to do things like youth work and um, other kind of social projects. But actually, um, and it was kind of going to go through. But basically, what happened was a Methodist minister um, and a local businessman. Um, the man who runs the biscuit factory decided to kind of come together and uh, refurbish the building. It was a really dilapidated old church. Basically, it was like there was all the dry rot, and it was it was not fit for Bit purpose gross. for anything. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> gross. And um, they kind of had this vision to turn it into something like art related because of um, like the biscuit factory being an art um, art gallery, mm-hmm. commercial art gallery, but that it would have a community focus. Um, as well, um, there's a realization that that area of the city was, um, yeah, it was kind of being left behind, and so that there needed to be some kind of engagement with the community, and then that they would have also a faith focus as well, being a Methodist church and kind of continuing to be a Methodist church. So that so a large gift was given from the biscuit factory to refurbish the building and that, um, and then the Methodist church put some investment in, in terms of staffing and other investment, and so it became the Holy Biscuit in 2010. Um, and that was just yeah it was a really exciting but also kind of like there was no kind of knowledge within the Methodist church about how to run an art space or oh. how to do that so it was kind of like you know where, where do we start from scratch we've got this empty building basically mm. this beautifully refurbished building white cube space and um, so then that's when I came along actually and they said I was just out of uni and they said, okay, what can you do with this? So I was, you know, kind of like fresh faced. Oh, nice. It's like given like a, a blank canvas, just like, right, let's make something yeah, out of this. Literally That's a blank so canvas. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was basically an intern and they um, they kind of said, look, here's a bit of money. Go out and see what you can do. The dream. Um, and the, kind of, the, the basic kind of, yeah, the basic um, kind of parameters are art, faith and community. So that was kind of between like 2010 and 2015. I kind of worked with like got some money to get some more like volunteers and interns, and we kind of like worked like different like most of us were artists as well. So it was kind of artist led from the beginning, and um, we just kind of experimented like what you know what can we do in these like with these kind of parameters, and um, it was just really fun. We did lots of exhibitions and workshops and just tried out different models of programming and. Um, working with different people and um, and different artists and then in 2015 we got a big grant from the Methodist Church to kind of really push the program through uh, push the program more um, kind of have a bit more um, capacity um, 
and so yeah from 2015 to 2019 we've been kind of doing lots of different things um <clears throat> built our program um and as that time has gone on as that time has kind of been it's been really interesting that Shieldfield has always been a major theme for us mm-hmm. and the people of Shieldfields because we we're basically like right on the edge of the estate um and our the architecture of our building is really similar to the estate as well because it was built around the same time, so like nineteen sixties and seventies. Oh, okay. So it feels like we're part of that kind of the architecture of the estate yeah. as well. So we, we a lot of the buildings around it are student accommodation, which we can chat about later, and that kind of sets us sets yeah, yeah. you know it's a different era of architecture, and um, and the, so we did a few projects. Um, with community members and started to build up kind of our understanding of the issues that are facing um people in Shieldfield and the anger and kind of grief that people had gone through um over the years especially because the estate is really facing a major uh, decline and um yeah I didn't kind of, know this that like they don't even have a pub yeah, there's no pub, there's no community centre. No social spaces. No social at spaces. All. There's one cafe which is run by residents um, and it's open three mornings a week because that's the only time that they can get volunteers to kind of run it. And oh, it's a right. brilliant space mm-hmm. um, and really, you know, a great group of people who run it. But that is, yeah, that and um, Holy Biscuit and a few other places, kind of bits and bobs do that. But yeah, the social club was knocked down a few years ago. I mean, it was a big protest to stop it being demolished, but wasn't, you know, there wasn't listened to. And that was turned into student accommodation. All the pubs, um, well, a lot of the pubs are turned into student accommodation. Um, and yeah, so so after about four, like, you know, we've 2010 to 2018, we've done a lot of stuff. We've kind of we were churning out loads of different exhibitions and projects and we realised actually we hadn't stopped at all for eight years. All right. Wow. Well and had, really hadn't had a break. It's and not the number I thought you were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we kind of like, actually, we really need to reflect on what we've been doing. We can't just keep going. And also, you know, like it's like this in the art world a lot. It's that you just, you go from project to project. That's the way that a lot of, um, you know, arts programming works. Yeah. It's project-based. And you don't get really a chance to, because as you're delivering one project, you're getting on to the next one. Yeah. And you don't have a chance to reflect often. And I said, I, I just come back from maternity leave and I said, like, look, guys, we need to just stop. Um, let's cancel the, ga- let's cancel the program for, I said, I think I said initially six months, but I was intending it to be a bit longer. But I was like, let's just see what happens for six months and let's just have a time to just reflect, to research, to to meet with people so a lot of what we do is around relationships and building uh, relationships with local community members just have a chance to have cups of tea with people because a lot of the time you know if you're working in in an arts organization doing a lot of emails oh yeah (laughs) and it's and it's you know it's a lot of admin and you sometimes just don't get a chance to talk to people and just really extend quality time so we so we did that we called it process and as we were kind of reflecting on that, we did we visited other organisations. Um, we invited people to come and like um, share with us from different um, places around the country. We realised that actually um, our direction was kind of w- where our passion was as a team and where our interest lied was around the issues in Shieldfield mm-hmm. and and broader issues that Shieldfield faced. So things like gentrification um 
the man what what I would call a lot of people call managed decline where it's like a council deliberately I'm not saying that Newcastle City Council does this <laughs> but when a local authority deliberately um lets a place run down itself yeah. so that it it they can justify demolishing it right uh, That's or justify yeah and it's and it's happened all over the world you know you've see, you can see it in London New York um Berlin places like that and um it's yeah we realize okay wait where where do we stand on this like what would happen if if the council or somebody decided to demolish this estate like where would like how do how would we respond Mm -hmm. and um one of the people that we'd met with was a guy called Stephen Pritchard who's a art historian based in the northeast and he said you know probably not going to happen for another five to ten years but you need to prepare yourselves for that and like kind of start um thinking about how you where you're going to stand where who you're going to stand in solidarity with Mm -hmm. and how is your program going to reflect that yeah and that kind of like imagine the worst case scenario and like what are you gonna like what would your counter argument be almost exactly and and um how can we like you know build capacity for community members to be able to to resist that and to kind of stand up against the powers be so exciting yeah it's like cool rebellion. but it's like it's scary <laughs> and like yeah less than ideal yeah but still but know. It, you know it's good to be prepared for these things and i think as well as a as a faith so we're a faith-based organization we're a bit more independent in some ways obviously we're we're not independent because we're attached to an institution yeah but in some ways we're not we're not um like publicly funded in in a big way um so we can we can be a bit more like outspoken on these issues yeah um and kind of you know take a stand there so so basically yeah we made the decision that we would change our name mm-hmm. to better reflect um our um our kind of vision for for what we do yeah. as an arts organization and like very much kind of like let everyone know that strong connection with shield fields because it's exactly the name yeah it's, placing yeah. us like right in that in that um community and saying you know we stand with you we believe in you because actually shieldfield has been left off the map so many times and like actually physically left off the map yeah i was gonna say i didn't i didn't know that was the name of the area until last year so like i was like oh shieldfield that's kind of a it's kind of a cool name for an area and it's it's just there so (laughs) yeah yeah and it's so we had an event recently where a resident two residents were talking about the issues and they were kind of giving testimony of what of their experience and one of them brought two maps with them one of them was the city centre map um, the tourist map that you can take around with you you can oh, walk around the yeah, city and I've it's got seen, all the cultural venues mm, on it seen people with them yeah and Shieldfield's the name it's not on it it's oh, like wow. it's like it's just not on the um, it's the name Shieldfield yeah. isn't on it and then in the A to Z of Newcastle also, Shieldfield doesn't have a section. That's so rude. Yeah. That's quite rude. Like, I think You're I there. Like. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's like an extension of Heaton or something in, the, huh. in it. So... And I so, like yeah. this that like you're there to prove like Shieldfield has its own identity that's yeah. different to everywhere else and yeah. that... And like reflecting the people and... Yeah, and the diversity so and vibrancy of that community. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad you said diversity because as we were like sitting here I was I just made a note diverse people and then an arrow diverse issues and things Mm. so it's like quite a large task that you've kind of signed (laughs) up for Yeah, exactly. (laughs) but even in just uh, because we pop by and we'll talk about the art in a moment but just the art does seem to reflect that it does reflect diversity and it does so like having this break sounds like a it's worked really well that Mm. like 
holy biscuit was like the first phase yeah like the caterpillar definitely and now this is like the butterfly yeah <laughs> i really like that that's lovely actually <laughs> that's know, adorable it's so and it and it is you know it's because the maturity of where we are at and it makes so much sense and we you know we're so grateful for what the holy biscuit was um it it was you know it wouldn't have happened without the biscuit factory and the investment the gift that they gave but um but also you know I think it is really important. I, I would like to chat about the name a little bit. So we've obviously got Shieldfield Art is the centre word. So Shieldfield yeah. Artworks. The and it's all. the core part of what we are. And then the works part is kind of, yeah, the art. art we, we appreciate that art um, doesn't need any justification. It doesn't need, to, um, it can stand on its own. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't need to have a purpose. It's, you know, art for art's sake. But it can have like, it can um, have a purpose and a use in society and broader, exploring broader issues and um, helping people to see things differently and and being a kind of way of doing political action. Mm-hmm. Also, a way of thinking about um, about faith and spirituality. And um, that's a core part of what we do. And so, the shortened version of our name is SAW, which is uh, Saw. But what we kind of We've been thinking a lot about kind of this idea of bearing witness during our process period, which, um, and um, this kind of like kind of standing with a community, obviously, and kind of bearing witness to the issues that are going on here, um, in, in Shieldfields, but also kind of, um, obviously, the idea of bearing witness as a faith organisation to the idea that um, that God is interested in all aspects of life and it's not just this the kind of this narrow religious thing yeah yeah but that um and it's all you know it doesn't matter whether it's sexuality or um politics or science you know and so like I would say from my Christian perspective that you know we should be interested Christians and um faith organizations should be interested in all of those things um and so yeah so we want to be a witness to, to kind of say you know this is this is what we believe kind of thing um and then yeah so this kind of motif of bearing witness is really key to us and bearing witness in the art world and kind of being present and kind of saying um you know we we want it to thrive we want it to flourish and we want Uh. art to be for everyone and that's really important to us as well and so kind of bearing witness to that and kind of saying okay art shouldn't just be for the elite it should be um um kind of like for everyone it's for like Inclusive. no matter yeah, yeah. and what we're that's and it what we're be, all about i love it exactly <laughs> and it shouldn't be instrumentalized it shouldn't be commercial purely about commercialization and it's um and it's you know it's it should be radical as well it should be going back to its political roots and um critical you know i think it's easy to for us to be quite safe in our um and kind of yeah so we're passionate about kind of pushing the boundaries of what art can be and what art should be i'm really excited i'm so excited for like the next like 5 10 15 years Yay. to like see what's going to happen because <laughs> well me and alice aren't particularly religious at all yeah but it's really exciting to like because i like i don't know i have a huge respect for like people who have faith and we both love me and alice both love a good church and it's like religious buildings <laughs> in general are yeah. pretty cool and just and the history of art is so led by religion if you think of like the renaissance and stuff so Mm. like religion can play like this huge part in art and i think you're right that like it's almost like you have a 
like an obligation like to kind of use this and like a really like yeah like it should be something that's like fuels so much like positivity in a community and to, to use art to do that alongside faith is just like oh it's yeah. tasty <laughs> I mean I think it is really exciting to me because like yeah just this is how I feel like faith organizations can this is what you do really well like getting mm. I said when we were at I'm still going to call it the Holy Biscuit. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> We're not officially changing until exactly. the 7th of June. So, so okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know, like that's... Yeah, I think as well, like, I think, you know, I I really think that artists and people working in the arts are really, you know, often pushing the boundaries of how we think about the world and philosophy and are often the philosophers of our kind of contemporary age. And, and I think that like, artists and the art community have a lot to say to to faith communities and the church especially i mean obviously the church has been complicit in a lot of shit basically (laughs) racism sexism colonialism and you know obviously all the stuff around um child sexual abuse and you know the church has been you know part of that institutional kind of abusive context of of a lot of you know you see it in government and the media as well but um it's any like major institution just yeah exactly big corruption issues. isn't oh, it yeah. yeah and i think you know and just thinking about things like um lgbt issues or um women's rights or like social justice issues i think like artists are kind of you know wrestling with those things and i think the church could like hear some of those things but hear in a different way than maybe just purely activists and i think it's about creating that dialogue um with the church or with other faith communities um to kind of open up that open up that dialogue really and kind of saying like you know there's a lot yeah. more here and yeah. you, you can learn from this because i think the um, holy biscuit as it exists right now and i feel like as it will continue to do like does exist as a bit of a safe space because i think the first exhibition i went to was when i was actually exhibiting myself and it was mm. heads and tails art and liberation oh, yeah, which is like mental health and yeah like yeah like um how can you use art to i don't know just be better and yeah healing like, it's a healing thing isn't yeah it? restoration yeah. had to have i because at the time because yeah i didn't really know anything about the holy biscuit mm. so i like did a bit of research i think someone a friend told me i think it was dan from system gallery was like oh yeah okay. it's pretty cool like i think it used to be a church or like yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. know and like that's to be able to go into like what could be like a sacred space? I don't know. Mm, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people do and say that just... when they come in the building, actually, that yeah. it's, it feels a calming space and a Aww. place that people can feel relaxed and safe. And, and that's that's you know. nice because, I mean, that's something that we've talked about before on the podcast, like lots of art galleries, like just by virtue of the name, you kind of like, ooh, it's kind of like a like an institution. And it's like, ooh, a lot of people feel as though they don't belong there. Yeah. So I feel yeah. as though like something like the Holy Biscuit or Shieldfield Artworks would have got this like community kind of sense and that nice welcoming yeah. sort of that's like, what it is. feel. That's, that's what more art things should be. Absolutely. Because as to non-religious people it doesn't feel like aggressively faith-based at all so it's like no worries like it's yeah. just and i think come and enjoy smart hospitality is our first <laughs> value as an organization and obviously we see it as a physical hospitality welcome people into the space physically but also intellectually and emotionally and just saying that you know like yes we have a view you know we are a faith organization we believe in god right but you don't have to believe in god to be in the space or you don't have to ascribe to any kind of 
way of thinking and actually one of our kind of when we talk about the idea of bearing witness and this idea of being witness to God one of our key things as we say the imp- one of the important things is when we talk about God we are allowed to question the goodness and even the very existence of God as part of that because I think like we like everyone needs to do that <laughs> question that even if you're a Christian or not you know I think it's important to question yeah be an atheist or be a theist or somewhere on the spectrum at some point yeah. so you, you know you can understand why you think those things because I think sometimes we can just it's like critical thought yeah and exactly. that like often is like i that's why I love going to galleries because it's critical thought it makes me like reconsider how I understand everything that goes on around me and it's the exact same with everything else really (laughs) and in the Christian tradition as well that is really central is like is questioning everything doubt is always um sitting alongside faith in a lot of the kind of especially the kind of more contemplative traditions so um like often they're usually monks who are like you know thinking about these That's things like very in depth. I was thinking of like meditation and yeah things. exactly <laughs> and they you know as part of that kind of process of understanding god they're kind of questioning that and um i think that's really important and you know as you say in general but yeah so that's really important to us so you know we we welcome everyone and we're always wanting to explore new ideas and um you know we're not static in time and we're not just like this is it has you have to like yeah I think that's really reflected in the title as well because when I read it Shieldfield Artworks Mm. it's almost like a statement like this art from this place (laughs) works yeah it's successful like it works I love that that's how I want to read it so it's like yeah this Shieldfield art works yeah from like a much less intellectual or contemplative standpoint just the acronym saw is just really cool i think yeah. i said this the other day <laughs> it's just cool yeah. well, well that's i was like um uh i was always kind of making jokes to the person who's been doing our design i was like you make have to make sure the design is really edgy and sharp <laughs> <laughs> which i think you've been yeah. successful it's good i'm looking at the, one yeah. of the the like the logo now it's good we'll post yeah, it on really socials are we allowed to post it on socials oh not till the seventh um, the seventh yeah Ooh, it can't wow. be revealed until watch then. this space guys yeah. <laughs> um but yeah and it's it's really funny actually because we we can so this is really boring so feel free to cut it um <laughs> but we asked the designer who i'm going to give him a shout out simon canoe from supernaut does a lot of design for arts organizations but i when we commissioned him to do it we're like you have to make it look arty and contemporary open and accessible but also it has to be like look methodist because we're still just, funded and just uh, noticed the little yeah and he <laughs> has done it so well um i was like i don't know how you can make methodism look cool but he's done it <laughs> but it's done <laughs> so that's quite i was like wow yeah like i've literally just noticed as you're talking there it's just got like a nice little cross in there but it kind yeah. of it's, it's like really super sneaky. subtle it's really nice <laughs> Yeah, and it's really central to it, so it's cool. Yeah, I'm really pleased with that. Nice. It is pretty cool. Um, people can pick these up at the the opening event, can't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So the the publication. Um, so we produce. Yeah, we've produced a publication for to kind of um look look back and say, okay, this is where we've come from. These are the projects that have influenced our new direction, and this is where we're going, and this is our vision for the future. But uh, and. It's kind of split into our values. So our values are hospitality, art and inquiry, community activism, and rest and rhythm. And we split the co- the publication split into that those kind of sections. 
and um, at the end of each section of our values we commit ourselves to what how we're going to like live out those values which is kind of placing ourselves in quite a vulnerable position because we're, we have to like do, you know kind of yeah, yeah. it's like one of those that, things like once through. you tell someone about it it, it therefore has to happen yeah so. <laughs> but I think it's really important it's kind of a little bit of a manifesto of kind of like where we're going and kind mm. of what our commitments are so yeah we're going to we're going to have them displayed in the office so we can keep reminding ourselves. Yeah. So it's not just on a book on a shelf, but yeah. But yeah, you can pick up the publication. It's got lots of different artworks in it as well. Um, and essays from different kind of academics and artists. Um, and reflections, poetry. Oh my God, um, I'm so excited yeah. to give this a browse. Yeah, <laughs> it's really nice. And the, this is like sonnets for each section, which was written by our uh, writer in residence during our process period when we took time off. Um, and he, um, Hugh, he died actually just after we, and just he actually died the day that we announced our new name. Oh no! Um, and he was, I mean, it, we knew that he was gonna die, but uh, he'd been ill for a while. But um, it was, it was him. He'd been working really closely with us as we were kind of formulating the name. And I went to see him in the hospice two weeks before um, he died. And uh, we just had this laugh about the new name and how how he thought Saw was really like edgy and like, <laughs> da, da, da. and um, yeah it was almost so he wrote these sonnets just before he died and so yeah the publication is dedicated to him oh, that's and he lovely. was a yeah amazing kind of writer who really believed in in the fa- the power of art for for human life um so yes it's dedicated to Hugh Evans oh um, lovely yeah yeah. Aww. So it's got kind of like, like it's quite emotional for us as a team. Yeah, so, yeah, as well. Oh, I'm so excited to like have a have a read through this. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think exciting. we should talk about some art. Yeah, because we popped by. And we did. Mm, we're very very impressed. Yes. Just generally, mm. although we are art people and love art, so we are biased. <laughs> we we do do that. Yes. <laughs> but um, there was a lot going on. A lot of different stuff going mm. on. Yeah, yeah. it's all awesome. There's like wall-based stuff, some sculpture stuff, some like audiovisual stuff. It's like really everything, and it was sick. Yeah, <laughs> a good showcase of all the things you're gonna go on to do. And mm. Yeah, well, that's what it felt like. It felt like it was some like loads of really cool like starting points for other projects that yeah. can just grow and develop and be really like yeah. So if you want a nice showcase of like what an institution has to offer, head to Shieldfield Artworks. I'm going to start calling it. I had to read it off the document in front of me because I'm still going to call it the Holy Biscuit in my heart. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, and it, so the name of the, the current show is Shieldfield Artworks as well. And it is like, it is really eclectic and it's just, it's kind of just like, this is... Yeah, this an is example of that diversity. And, yeah. yeah. And, and it really does, like, every single thing reflects something to do with the local community mm. in a really interesting and effective way and like vast different yeah oh yeah so many well. yeah definitely and not yeah. even issues like not necessarily negative things like positive things as well and mm. yeah there was... yeah no it's it's um it's definitely like it kind of touches on the different issues that we're interested in our organization and also residents are interested in and some of it's kind of more like obviously political and quite activisty and then yeah. some of it's a bit more celebratory um some of it's funny and yeah and silly <laughs> and um and then uh, some of it's more kind of kind of thinking it kind of thinking about the future and kind of possibilities mm-hmm. um I mean I can chat about 
yeah, like so we commissioned Phyllis Christopher, um, who's a really kind of well-renowned ph- documentary photographer based in the northeast, and we asked her to photograph, uh, do portraits of um, individual you know, community members. And uh, we hadn't actually worked with Phyllis before. She just somebody just recommended her. Um, she's you know she's kind of famous for her um, work working with the LGBT community and or kind of raising visibility visibility of LGBT community in San Francisco in the kind of the nineties. Um, and so we were like, okay, she's going to capture. She's really good at kind of capturing a kind of a moment and a kind of bringing things to the surface that you might not see. Uh, otherwise and so yeah so she took portraits of of 15 different community members or it's, sometimes it's groups of people as yeah well. i think there's a couple families in there it's yeah really nice um and they've got you know their own little kind of blurb about you know who they are and what she'll feel means to them yeah. and yeah she's she's absolutely captured people so well and it's such a celebration of the diversity and vibrancy of that community even though there's always a sadness about she'll feel is when you kind of when you speak to people there's kind of what they kind of think of oh, this place is different from what it used to be and but I think this th- that work is she's done a really good job of um you know kind of saying okay there are still people here there's yeah. still stories to be told and mm-hmm. um, there's lots of different histories passions interests that that are waiting to be unearthed yeah. and um I feel like part of that sadness is also from not like feeling like it's never going to improve or get better yeah, yeah. but the very the art itself even just proved that yeah. wrong just you know there's all sorts yeah. there's this photo series for example yeah. in an art gallery like not every area has an art gallery that's cool yeah yeah so it's, it's true. yeah just like there's yeah i know what you mean there's like a melancholy yeah but now hopefully it's gonna be like got a yeah. bit of sweet as well i think and it's also about giving a platform for those you know say we're here and say to the because we've invited you know all the the great and the good to to come to the exhibition and to come to the launch and kind of say you know there there are people here who who need to be listened to who need to who need to be you know their basic needs provided for they need yeah. they need amenities they need their bins to be collected these you know these are people with stories and what's really interesting about Shieldfield is it's actually for quite a small area it's really diverse yeah so lots of different ages backgrounds religions um and yeah it's I mean it's apparently in one of the blocks um, there's 19 different languages spoken. Oh wow, um, that's cool. Because there, somebody went around with an interpreter recently, and there was 19 different languages. And it's, yeah, it's it's amazing, um, amazingly kind of, yeah, just loads of different people kind yeah. of coming and contributing to the community. Um, yeah, um, another a lot of the work that's in the show as well is. Um, made with community members so obviously the portraits were made uh, by phyllis and they're kind of mm-hmm. you know, classic like taking photos of people but quite a few of the works are actually made by community members yeah i think yeah. this leads into one of my favorite pieces it's like a, i think it's about 16 people yeah i think yeah. it is yeah 16 yeah. um it's awesome it's like a view of Shieldfield, like quite a like Shieldfieldy kind of image it's like the blocks of flats and stuff and all the houses and that yeah um and it's a massive painting made up of lots of individual little paintings so it's like one scene but it's all fragmented into like different canvases and each canvas is painted by a different person so they've all got the same like a strict image to work with but it's all in their different styles and stuff mm. and i love that so much i made the comparison 
when we went over uh, to see you last week, um, it's like there's there's a Simpsons video specifically like on YouTube where it's like it's this scene from The Simpsons, but every like seven seconds is by a different animator and it yeah. looks like really wacky and weird and cool. It's yeah. like that, but still and also about art. Yeah. Is yeah, anyone? Yeah. This is really random. This is a tangent. Is oh, any, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to regret saying this already. But there's a video online called Shrek Retold. I've and heard about this. The entire Shrek film. Oh wow. But all different animators, so every like minute or something, there's a different animator who comes in and like oh, cool. or sometimes it's even like stop motion or real life film. People just acting for like oh, wow. thirty seconds. It's wow. so weird. That would have taken so much effort to kind of coordinate. Oh yeah. <laughs> and my friend put it on once just when we were chilling out to be like, look, this exists and then we watched all of it. We essentially watched <laughs> Shrek. We watched an entire film, but it wasn't. It was amazing. It was just weird. Yeah. So <laughs> like that, but painting. Yeah. yeah. And it's just cool because right. I think you were telling us it's uh, like a kind of community group, like painters mm. who like yeah. come to the Holy Biscuit uh, to like paint every week or yeah. something. Yeah. And it's every Tuesday morning and afternoon. There's about, I think it's about 40 people come every week. Oh, wow. It's like 20 in the morning, 20 in the afternoon. That's awesome. Um, a lot of people are local. Um, and people come for different reasons but um, a lot of people kind of maybe out of work or stressed or just struggling with stuff like one uh, person used to come she's got a job now actually but um, she was a stay-at-home mum and she Mm -hmm. was just really struggling with like kind of just her identity and where she was like because her kids were at school Mm -hmm. and she said that she would come and she knew that she would she would have a hot cup of coffee when she got there and that she would have a chance just to be her just to be her for Aww. two hours that's and lovely yeah, she's um yeah she does her own work now she does her own artwork but oh, um, her. yeah it's yeah it's a really amazing kind of supportive group of people run by volunteers and former gp um yeah and recently they've just started doing these collaborative paintings of different scenes and they work so well yeah to like chop really up great. an image and then put it back like send it off to different people and put it back together yeah, yeah. That, it just yeah. i wouldn't it's have like, expected it to be so successful it's yeah. like almost a collage kind of yeah kind of because i'm imagining like like photo collage montage things where it's like a bunch of photos of the same scene but from slightly different angles and you chop it all up and put it together yeah, yeah. It's like that but like a bit more structured i want to say and yeah. a fun art game you can play if you are like if you're with a friend you can choose which one's your favorite and why oh yeah me and rosie <laughs> did that so we'll we'll put on my instagram what yeah. our favorite little, not to say that we didn't like Panel. the other panels but yeah, we yeah. do Absolutely. have favorite panels because you're allowed it like it's okay yeah, it's just okay because you love one thing doesn't mean you don't like the other things that's yeah. true and um, i think our choices reflect us as people yeah quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> mine's like quite neat and like in the lines and stuff and rosie's is a bit more kind of fuzzy fuzzy that's a good word <laughs> for it yeah. yeah expressive yeah like um <laughs> It's really nice when people when when people have been painting their panels, but they kind of get like, you know, people come over and give them advice on different things, and Aww. it's just this kind of because they're all painting at the same time. Yeah, you know, it's it's a real like kind art of... classes like that are always my absolute favorite because it is like a safe space because yeah. your skills are not comparative to anybody else's skills, yeah. so you can support each other and help each other in a way that you can't do with other subjects because. In other subjects, there is a right and a wrong, but yeah, with yeah. art, it's all about the process. So you can't do someone else's process for them, but you can like support each other. Yeah, and it's this lovely thing, yeah, and I, 
just love art yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good yeah <laughs> it'd be really awkward if i didn't <laughs> but that was that was my favorite little bit uh, do you have mm-hmm. a like a favorite kind of aspect of the the exhibition rosie i do and it'll give us this great opportunity to talk about student accommodation in Shieldfield. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you walk in the room and instantly, like right in front of you and all around you, are these, on the floor, these little brick structures in the gallery. And they're kind of on these little, I wouldn't call them a plinth, but like a little grey yeah, shape. Yeah. yeah, just above the floor a little bit. And it, they look almost kind of like tetris that's what i first thought Ooh, of when i yeah, saw them kind of. like tetris shapes and then some of them are just flat and some of them have various degrees of little bricks on them mm. and once you find out what it is it's really exciting because each of the bricks has like a monetary value and the shapes are representative of the student accommodation in Shieldfield and the shapes are set up like a map and there is a map on the wall to so you can kind of like see it yourself a little bit more and you can kind of walk through these buildings and it's like you're walking through Shieldfield but it's like with a different perspective and it's just it's shocking when you see how much money has been put into these buildings and I don't know much about the student accommodation issue all I know is that it's, it's actually a lot of my friends stayed here for university okay, and yeah. they have a lot of thoughts on it and that I've not really understood until really recently. But there's just lots of Newcastles being ripped down and replaced with very generic student accommodation. And it's, yeah, is it destroying the landscape? Discuss. And it's <laughs> one of those things, I mean, I didn't go to Newcastle and I do not know the stats, but there can't be that many students in Newcastle. Well, that's what I was thinking. Mm. And then there's already existing housing. So yeah. that are sh- like shocking. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you like refurb the nice houses that are nice, like yeah. townhouses and stuff? And it's it's interesting know. because so um it's a it was a specific decision to pull all of the students out of Jasmine Heaton and Sandiford. So they um there was a kind of a strategy really to oh, kind okay. of to to turn Heaton, Jasmine and Sandiford into more family houses and to have all the students concentrated in one area. And the consequence of that is between twenty eleven and twenty fifteen, Shieldfields like Shieldfields Ward saw a four hundred and sixty seven percent increase in student accommodation. Whoa. That's crazy. Um and a lot of it is speculative so um after the crisis in 2008 um student housing was seen as kind of sure profit so um it was it was a kind of you know it's a way you could definitely make money and what's kind of happened with shieldfield is it's become a kind of an island which has been hemmed in by this kind of growing shouldn't kind of village around it um which has kind of left Shieldfield disconnected from the rest of the city because it's kind of... Um, it's very much made a wall between yeah. like the main Northumbria Uni campus and then anything else that's beyond that. Like, yeah. I do remember like getting the metro and stuff. Like when you get the metro like, um, like from, say, like North Shields to Monument, like the lower bit, like once you get like past between like biker and manners you can just see these gross huge yeah like tower blocks and i remember when you couldn't see them i think it was when i came back from uni i was like huh 
yeah. fees on you. Like the landscape was noticeably different. Yeah, it's a, you know what planners call a visual amenity. So you can't see beyond the blocks. So it actually just physically it 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 changes how you feel in yeah, a space. And yeah. This kind Isolates of feeling you. of being hemmed in is like something that residents yeah. talk about a lot. I love that um, kind of psychology of the spaces we live in and because yeah. we went to london recently well not recently it was oh, like God, in january <laughs> but we went to go see we went to the welcome collection and they had this mm. um it's called living with buildings yeah and it was all about like how you like yeah the, the relationship you have with where you live and yeah. like what effect that has on you and like a kind of mental and physical and emotional kind of well-being yeah and then and like i love considering that sort of thing and it was actually an artist that first opened my eyes to that because it was an artist who it was American University because I think she gave a talk or something but yep. she worked in like a smallish town in like Lancashire or something and there was an old factory that was disused and it was a whole thing and they tried to make it an art space and I think they were successful but I don't know okay. real vague <laughs> but they had this clock tower and the clock was stopped and oh. there was this I'd like so this clock stopped clock looked over the town and from wherever you were most places in this town you could see it so there's like this idea that they felt stuck in time in this village and that like the negative effect so like as an artist she had this whole thing where she raised money to like fix the clock basically because it's the little yeah these symbol of it yeah exactly and you don't necessarily think about how much that impacts you because that's just like subliminally what you experience every day mm-hmm. and yeah to feel like walled in separate from the city which she'll feel so close to the center of the town like the center of newcastle it's great like you'd think yeah, yeah. people would want to invest not just in student accommodation but in all sorts of other yeah. projects because it's walking distance to like monument it's yeah. so well, good that's a, yeah. a point raised because it's called 130 million pounds of earth isn't yeah. it and each brick does each brick represent a million pounds that's spent? Uh, two hundred fifty thousand. Oh, okay. Each brick, yeah. Um. So like that's all money that's kind of been invested in building all these student accommodations, and it's obviously not money that's really being put back into the community where yeah. these like massive structures are. Yeah, it's, it's not just... gone back into the local or the regional economy. And so this work was made by a group called Dwell Being or a community worker in Shieldfield doing research on kind of well. It, doing research and putting on events and workshops in around these issues and they commissioned a group of planning students to do the kind of the 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 archival research to find out you know who owns the land in Shieldfields, how much was it bought and sold for mm-hmm. um bought and, yeah and kind of you know who what kind of money went back in after these because often there's um a levy that they can put on when the, when you get planning permission it's called section 106 and it, you kind of commit to putting money back into a community that's been affected by a by a development mm-hmm. and so often it's usually around green and open space and um, so one of the things that we're doing this Tuesday um, is we're having a meeting with the planning students to talk about what they've uncovered in terms of how much money's gone back in um, and, you know, kind of the effect of austerity on planning departments and kind of the, the kind of processes of decision making around why developments happen. Because mm-hmm. often it is cash strap councils who are just let these planning yeah. things go through. And um, the section 106 could be argued that one of the... Um, and I, 
an academic at Northumbria Uni said it was a legal bribe because it's a way of getting your planning permission through and and I don't know how I feel about that but so there's there's a lot of kind of stuff that's it, it kind of unearths the kind of you know this the the international global context of of capital basically and how money comes in and out and actually when we find what we find out from most of the student most of the land in shieldfield is owned by people who are registered offshore so it's not people Uh, who so we don't you know we don't know and people that like really don't care yeah (laughs) unfortunately they're just just buying the land so so that it'll go up in value and they can then sell on for a huge profit um and you know then all that land is basically um you know not owned by the people who actually live live there there. (laughs) and you know so a lot of you know my interest in terms of um research is you know actually shieldfield used to be a used to be common land oh really so um yeah so people could graze their livestock in shieldfield and um it was a place people could come i think there's part possibly part of it still common land i don't know i I need to find out one of the artists we work with julia heslop she has this idea of grazing getting some sheep from northumberland and bringing them to shieldfield green to graze nice Um, it'll be quite fun that'll be quite Um, cool yeah i want that i fully support that movement yeah totally get (laughs) some get some goats or something this is a, a little bit of a tangent but it just made us think of it i don't know anything as to why it happened but when i lived in rotterdam just every now and then in green spaces for like a few weeks at a time they just move sheep onto there to graze for a bit yeah and then they take them all away that's and just move them cool. somewhere else it was so yeah. strange like there was like a bit of a not even that big of a field but like a green patch across from the university and there's always just sheep there Brilliant. i like that like yeah. bring the animals it's like this like at Usburn farm and you just like pull it down from biker bridge and there's just some yeah, uh, yeah. just some sheep hanging yeah. out it's just like i just want more of that in the city you yeah. know it's about um you know because it's still like you know there's you know the city's covered in concrete but underneath that is earth right yeah that you can grow stuff in and like you know it's it's still it's still the same as when you're in the countryside can we talk about that map oh yeah yeah so i'm so excited about this (laughs) i think this is a good segue yeah definitely (laughs) um so we commissioned as part of the show we've commissioned an artist who's based actually in the southeast um called dr mikey tompkins um he is uh, worked in Newcastle before he worked at the Newbridge Project on an, on a show called Urban Organisms where he created a map of the city centre um, for the potential for food growing in the or urban agriculture basically um, for the city centre and um, he did that in 2016 at, um, or 2015 and then he, he's, he does a lot of work with refugee communities um, and so he was in Iraq for three years doing um, food growing with um, refugees in refugee camps and kind of saying you know what can we do with the land here like you just know, sounds like the coolest person he's, ever. he's amazing <laughs> i love mike he's one of the kindest gentlest people and just brilliant and artist. full of good ideas brilliant yeah he's oh. and he's yeah he's he's brilliant um so we commissioned him to do um a map of shieldfield and the potential for urban agriculture um and this works on levels because yeah as we've discussed people might not like identify what shield field is yeah. so yeah, yeah, first yeah. things first you get to see this great colorful map of mm. the area and like what 
um, shield field artworks like represents and like who you're there for yeah, yeah. but then turns I'm out i did not know nearly how big shield field actually was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sizable yeah no totally um so the title of the work is a vision for shield field as a garden of edible ideas <gasps> which Ooh, i think perfect. is um brilliant <laughs> um, delicious and he says this map is a start, not a finish. It's an invitation to imagine Shieldfield as an edible landscape by exploring some of the potential spaces for growing fruit and vegetable in the neighbourhood. And so he kind of thinks about rooftop gardens and beekeeping and like using kind of empty random bits of grass for like for orchards yeah or, crazy golf yeah a crazy, yeah, golf, crazy golf yeah <laughs> and like um i don't know if he's done this with our map because i um i don't think he has but oh he's done like indoor farms and aquaponic places where you can have fish and things um because this is as like someone who's interested in environmental issues mm. this is the direction we like need to be going in yeah. realistically because yeah. it's just like utilizing space that's already there and yeah like it's and there's like some of the options so here cool. are like a tarmac garden yeah. where you can grow things just because there's tarmac or cement or paving stones or whatever it's yeah. there's so many po- we just need to think more creatively we need these yeah. creative minds to have yeah. space like this to get together and do cool things yeah and it, you um, know because obviously brings people together um to kind of yeah to kind of have a sense of connection but also a connection to the land and and understanding that it's it is a finite we're on an earth that is not it doesn't have infinite resources and yeah. and that really feeds into our kind of theological perspective is like in the in the genesis kind of origin story in the in the bible there's this idea of um humans are like the stewards of the earth so rather than yeah, like and often that. that's been like used obviously negatively to kind of dominate the earth and like it's often been used to justify just getting what you want from the yeah. earth but i read supposed it to, like look after it yeah like this that. idea of serving it and like, like helping it to thrive yeah, yeah care <laughs> like yeah like i love the idea of like um humans being the caretakers rather than the kind of the masters yeah. and um, and kind of the connect you know that we're all part of the same you know earth and mm-hmm. you know that kind of the classic you know we we came from dust and we will we'll go return back, to yeah. dust and that you know that can be quite morbid in some ways but also kind of this idea that we are a part of you know well, yeah, yeah. i don't think it's morbid i think it's nice yeah. i think it's like comforting that yeah. like that you may leave so when you leave this physical form behind that you like go back like, you go back to being useful i um so yeah so i think it's it's i mean it's so important i mean in a in a city which has the the biggest use or the most used food bank in, in the country and so food poverty is hugely uh, a huge issue and you know in biker for example those kids who are who are like physically starving you know it's it's a stone's throw um you know this idea that you're growing your own food and having a, a way of um providing for yourself in a sustainable way i think you know it's obviously a starting point it's not no, going to revolutionize food poverty yeah. in an instant but it's but changing so our many, perception i think this is a step in the right direction absolutely because it's not just that there will be more food it's that then there's also the sense of community yeah. it's then teaching people new skills yeah. it's informing people about where your food comes from and how to cultivate that and 
yeah. do that in a sustainable way yeah. that's sustainable not just in an environmental sense but in like an economic sense and yeah. you know that it can be renewed and and then going back to what you were saying about if worse comes to worst and for whatever reason anyone had to justify why shield fields an important place it's like mm. well because you have plans because you have dreams and exactly. goals and it's like there's there's going to be exciting stuff happening yeah absolutely yeah, definitely and that's i like love that i think that's what this map represents yeah. and yeah. i'm excited i look at it and i'm excited and i'm like i'm not from nearby i'm from the coast so yeah, yeah. but like to look at it and be like yeah like this is local to me and yeah, yeah totally and so like <laughs> proud um, of it the week beginning um the what is it this 17th of june what's the i'm like i have find terrible. out uh 17th of june is a monday so yeah, i think so, yes yes yeah, so the week beginning the 17th of june mikey is going to be running uh walks for people to go on Ooh. um and mm-hmm. so so you'll get one you'll get your own map and um he'll take you on a guided walk around and uh, she'll feel to get a sense of what the potential is so using the map that he's created but then also having conversations about about all the the things that he's kind of proposing and kind of getting more interesting kind of feedback and it's an hour long thing you can sign up on eventbrite it's a pound you pay a pound or a mm-hmm. pound 60 or something with the eventbrite um fee um so really encourage people to sign up to do that you don't have to be from shieldfield to go on the walk and it's just it's you know whether you're from the coast or gateshead or wherever you know it, it's interesting because it's you know yeah you can I think love, about your own community at the same yeah, time yeah i love so. stuff like this i love a good like just a walking tour like i haven't done too many in my life but it's yeah. like you can just learn so much about the place and considering as we've discussed i know nothing about shield field really mm. just great opportunity yeah. is it uh walks like is it every day or yeah i think he's doing it most days twice a day and then i think on the saturday he's doing three walks so the saturday the 22nd yeah so is it on so, the sunday by any chance i think there's one on the sunday as well yeah Ooh, okay because um, rosie is away that almost entire week yes but <laughs> i could do the sunday yeah well yeah no if you and also if you know if you if there's if it's sold out or if there's um another time there could be a potential to get a private walk Ooh. with mikey because he's lush the um, perks of yeah. having a podcast <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> but yeah and also any listeners who you know if you if there is a time that would be would suit you better like get in touch if you know we can try and see what we can do but oh, that's awesome yeah. um, oh and thank you our listeners get a special discount no <laughs> just special privileges i don't yeah, know yeah special privileges i like <laughs> um, that <laughs> we're elitist um, here at hell that's good yeah. <laughs> um yeah so yeah so yeah no mikey's work is brilliant and and just like for people to like visualize this like this map will be available in the publication you can get yeah but in like the building in Shieldfield Artworks, it's on the wall and it's bloody massive. Yeah. It's like 10 <laughs> foot long or something. It's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It really gives a sense of presence, doesn't it? And oh, definitely. Like it takes up, like it's definitely like as tall as the wall that it's on pretty yeah, much. And yeah, like it's quite, quite wide. It's worth think, a look. Yeah, definitely. It's- yeah, and the first thing I did when I went to go see it, I was like, right, where are we right now? So I was like trying to find yeah, like, the like, shape of the building Shield and stuff. Shieldfield Artworks is this tiny little dot <laughs> in the like, vastness of Shieldfield, which is I quite like. She did the exact same thing with the bricks. Like, mm. you're like, where are we? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you can kind of like with like, the... Which one's this? And then where are we? And Yeah, like with the, the 130 million pounds of earth, like um, sculpture piece, I guess you'd call it, in the big room, you can kind of walk through it. Yeah, because like it's yeah, literally yeah. all of the entire floor, so you kind of have to to get anywhere. But it's cool yeah, like to a be giant. like, 
he can feel like a giant and that's just cool sometimes and the bricks were made by residents as oh, well yeah. so like they were handmade there there's i think about 600 stamped. bricks and they're stamped with a shield field oh. stamp like most brick yeah. companies would have um they were yeah uh, individually made by residents and the artists who are working on it um yeah and that's you know i, I love about the show is that there is so much of the people who have actually made the work so in one of the other pieces which is the uh, North East Enders soap opera oh, film oh yeah awesome yeah so that was actually you know uh, there's three films that have been made by residents over a so it was a six month residency that Andrew Wilson artist based in Newcastle um, undertook with Newcastle City Council and Holy Biscuit and um, yeah over a kind of couple of weekends uh, about I think there was about uh, 20 residents worked to create these three short documentary films basically and then lush yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, got, like, a good... kind of based around this idea of like the soap opera yeah and this uh, like, the motif of the soap opera you know and so you know he asked the question andrew you know what would she be like or what would what would albert square be like if the pub was turned into student accommodation there was no calf the lawn the laundrette was only open one morning a week and you know there was the park was privately owned or something yeah and you know EastEnders would be a completely different show because there would be no places of encounter you know when's somebody gonna break up or when is the fight gonna happen yeah. or, <laughs> like you know, how, how will information somebody... get passed if it's not like overheard at the pub or something exactly, like, yeah. yeah or like you know how are people gonna look after each other or you know where are these moments you know on the bench where people are crying their eyes out about you know this thing or whatever and or you know coming and comforting each other and I just think you know actually we need these social spaces because mm-hmm. that's where people yeah it's where, that's like, why human connection each other. Yeah. yeah it's like where and communities kind of come together like in one way or another like they're super vital and important and yeah. when they're there you just take them for granted like yeah. I've oh, never yeah. even considered that yeah. like I'm surrounded by social spaces most places that I have yeah. ever lived in, yeah, 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 every place I've ever lived, and that's great. And I want every listener to like take a moment to consider all of the social spaces that you have access to and how lucky you are, because you don't have to go far for that to not exist. Yeah, exactly. So, Brilliant. so as part of yeah, so you can watch the films in the gallery. But um, the the residency happens kind of most of it happens in the early months of this year, and one of the things that we did was we turned a holy biscuit saw into a pub for an evening yeah, which amazing. was absolutely brilliant because we wanted to kind of yeah kind of uh, I guess simulate that experience of when you when you go into a pub you just all you need to order a drink is order a drink and then you are you can talk to whoever you want in over the bar about anything you know it can yeah. be politics football religion um and you can you can just talk to a stranger and um, it's one of the only places where you can yeah like yeah just talk to a stranger it's socially acceptable and you know what happens when as you say when these places don't exist anymore so yeah so we did this thing called broadcast bar tender where we had a a conversation around the bar it was recorded it's actually a podcast um you can can find it um oh we'll put links yeah i'll 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 send you the links because i'm I'm not exactly sure where they are i think they're on (laughs) andrew's website but i'm not sure um we'll find it yeah yeah, they're possibly on our website i'll check um yeah so no, yeah, and the process of that, um, of the filmmaking and everything was a, like the actual process 
it's just as important as the product and, yeah but it's the beginning of a journey for us as well so we're hoping we're just applying for funding for to continue the northeast enders oh, project for another 14 months yeah because that's great because um, it's i mean i guess like a soap if it was a real life it's kind of like an ongoing kind of series where it's like because things are constantly happening the community is constantly evolving and changing yeah so it'd be really nice to kind of keep up yeah, yeah, such a, such a good idea. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And I feel was it a, just an open call to anyone who was interested in taking yeah. part, no matter what their skills were yeah, or no, who exactly. they were. And it was Great. a really like I think the oldest person involved was in their seventies, and the youngest yeah. person was probably eighteen. I think. Oh. And so it was. Fab. I mean, maybe they were younger actually, and you know there were students who'd just seen a poster and I think in the student accommodation or something yeah. to come. so it was it was a real mixing nice. of people it's actually nice. I like the idea yeah. of like getting the students involved so they yeah. know the role they play in Definitely. their area because it is when you like move to uni for three years that's like your home yeah so like I when we lived in Leeds I felt like a part of that community yeah. and what was the area woodhouse woodhouse yeah, yeah like yeah. woodhouse has like got a special place in my heart yeah. so for some people that's going to be shieldfield yeah exactly. with the crazy amounts of student accommodation you know and but, like yeah. so, you know obviously socialization is a problem for older people and that's but socialization is a problem for students as well oh, yeah. actually one of the things that um the local police um community support officer was telling me there's like there's a lot of like mental health issues within the student blocks because everyone's like kind of in their own studios and yeah and like insular in terms of rates of suicide and stuff it's actually quite quite scary um the kids um our kids you know like Mm. you're facing that so um yeah it's you know i I think it's easy to get angry at students for what's happening in Shieldfield, but it's actually, you know, they're people too. Yeah. And oh, yeah. it's just remembering that and like they need care and love and support. And community. As well. yeah. And community, yeah, absolutely. Because I, when I lived in, well, when we lived in student accommodation, when me and Alice met, wrote back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that was like the weirdest year for me mm. because like living in student accommodation was really odd because there was just six six strangers yeah like and then yeah. because we all had like our own bathrooms and stuff yeah we did we only really had to socialize like if we wanted to because it was all fire doors because in these big buildings oh, so yeah. like you can't just leave Health any of the doors safety. open and <laughs> yeah just and they're just so heavy and like yeah yeah. Like, yeah i bought like a series of door stops but my door kept on pushing it closed <laughs> they've <laughs> been you... tested for that I think. I think so. I think what so. you need to do is put a deodorant canister or something in the hinge ah mm. okay that'll like keep it for open. next time i live in halls <laughs> you know good to know next time we're like in a hotel in different rooms or something. Yeah. <laughs> just leave the hotel door open and shout okay <laughs> i'm sure everyone else appreciate that yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so yeah student accommodation can be really weird and if you like mm-hmm. if social stuff doesn't come naturally to you i think that can be like a very toxic environment because yeah. you do feel like you're living in a hotel for a yeah. year yeah and yeah, uh, a very expensive hotel at that yes yeah i know one of the student accommodations was it you that was saying that it was 200 pounds a week or something yeah Ooh. 800 pounds a month like that's mental you can have an actual apartment in Newcastle for that <laughs> if you wanted to. A whole flat. Like, yeah. You'd probably get a house for Doesn't that, to be honest. Yeah. You can have probably like two in Arthur's Hill if you wanted. Like, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I know. But, so, yeah, it's, it's like... just really interesting. Like, this whole exhibition, this whole kind of like soul rebrand and stuff, it kind of helps to like really kind of reflect mm. and yeah. like, really critically think about just, as you're saying, like all the different issues that people in Shieldfield face and especially with students coming in, they're there 
for part of part of Shieldfield, and that's yeah. very much a, a real a real thing. And yeah. I think what we were talking about before about like any big institution has issues. Yeah, yeah I think art institutions are no <laughs> exception, and we've briefly touched upon like there's like a whole history of like yeah like colonialism is an yeah. issue and yeah. like race and gender and all these things have always been a massive issue within art and more and recently oh well. gosh yeah don't even get me started <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we've been really drawn in the like process of doing this podcast really drawn to institutions who are like are really trying their best to change that and like yeah. change that like subvert the course of history so it doesn't just continue and perpetuate yeah. and because we love the Mima in Middlesbrough because yeah. they reflect the people of Middlesbrough in what yeah. they do in all of their exhibitions yeah and this is a very similar mm. like pledge you've like promised to provide the people of Shieldfield with a voice and a place and a mm. like all these wonderful things that otherwise they really might not have so it's yeah. just a great example of like art being present and responsible and like kind of being useful like just like you must provide a reason for being there you can't just be like well we're art so people will care Doesn't yeah. work like no. that, so. i think like it's using your your power and your privilege as an organization you know you, we are a small organization but we still have people will ask small for our emails yeah. and yes. yeah <laughs> and kind of like using that to serve people and to kind of you know it's like um relinquishing some of your power and control and kind of saying you know i'm gonna give it give it over to other people mm-hmm. to decide on what happens in this space for example so that our program a lot of what goes on is influenced and decided upon by residents and community members but also I think I mean this is such an issue and such a hot topic at the moment is how arts institutions think about things like gentrification and like kind of cultural edge regeneration stuff because I think I think sometimes with and this is something that we think about a lot is are we as an arts organization going to cause the gentrification of Shalefield? And are we, you know, are we kind of helping to warm the area up for development for mm-hmm. to be demolished and turned into luxury flats? And in some ways we could be, we don't know for sure. And so we have to continually be examining ourselves and yeah. our motivations and our and our aims and objectives to just say, okay, you know, is this helping or hindering Shalefield long term? um but it's nice that you have that focus to reflect back on what you're doing and the consequences of your actions and whether they be like good or bad and yeah it just seems like you're definitely like heading in a very exciting direction yeah Yeah. very very excited to see see where you guys go i can't wait for the seventh yeah Yeah. (laughs) i wish i could be there (laughs) i've just started like um hilarious this is like boring chat but um (laughs) So we were having like ice cream to toast the new sign. It was Cute. Just we, Love yeah. it. And uh, I was like, said to my colleagues, I was like, I think we should get colored ice cream, like, like of the brand colors. And the only ice cream I could find was like pink and yellow, which is part of the new visual identity <laughs> colors. And uh, so we, there'll be pink and yellow Aww. ice cream as well as vanilla. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> And it's the, the yeah, so I'm I'm super excited. About I that. love so it. That's, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> that's delightful. But yeah, it's going to be a great evening. Um, so yeah, if you're in in the vicinity of Shieldfield on Friday evening, six till nine, we're going to have yeah, launch the publication, have speeches, and 
Nick Brown MP is going to unveil the new sign. And, um, <laughs> I know, fancy. And um, and then we're, we've got, um, you know, we've got a DJ, so we're going to have some dancing. Oh, bit of a party. Bit of a party. Yeah. An art That'd party, as we've said, are the best kinds of parties. Yeah, it's true. definitely. Nice. Oh, and then we're do- we've also got um, some... So quite a lot of Syrian families live in Shieldfields, like refugees. And so one of the families who we've got to know over the years is they're amazing chefs. Like I've never had food like it. And they're they're providing the food at Syrian Syrian buffet. It is so good. Oh my god. Vegetarian. I'm Mm. so jealous. I'm so happy. (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I mean like I was just excited in general. Yeah, I can't wait for the art and that. But like now I'm like Ice cream really and Syrian foods. I mean, like, why wouldn't you come? And out of ten, guys, if we haven't convinced you at this point, I don't know what else we can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can only do so much. Yeah. yeah. Like, if art, rebrand, a publication, party, Syrian food, ice cream. Yeah. Done and done. Right. Sorted. See you there. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Lovely. Well, I think on that wonderful, wonderful note, I think we'll we'll wrap up this episode. Yeah. It's been so nice having a chat. It's been so awesome. Like Thank you. having like a good, like in-depth kind of insight into what Saw's gonna be. Yeah. Mm. So thank you for coming along. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor on this Saturday morning. Yeah. 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 Uh, something we like to do here, we've got to do it at the beginning, but we'll just do the end bit. We like to kind of say something that we're looking forward to. So you can say you're looking forward to Friday. However, but that's a cop out, and if, I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. I'm really strict about the looking forward to. So yeah, I've like... tried to get away with stuff like that before, and Rosie won't have it. Brilliant. That's totally fine. <laughs> Sorry, like... I've actually written something down that wasn't the launch event. So oh, amazing! Yeah. Oh, yes. Do tell. I do have something. It's not that hard, Alice. Come on. <laughs> um, so I. I'm crazy and so I've got the launch event on Friday but then at six o'clock in the morning the next day I'm driving up with a group of residents um and a few of the artists who are involved in well-being to who did who made the brick installation to um, a place called the Shielding Project in Inverness which is a place that's kind of thinking about the connection to land and kind of uh, community land ownership in in rural Scotland but we've been invited as a group to go and speak about it from an urban perspective because we um we are like thinking about um having building some kind of structure in our garden space at Saw which will be right a kind of a a space where we can think about reclaiming the land in shalefields so it's a specific like designated space for that nice. uh, which will be built with local materials maybe bricks um Ooh. that will be made by residents um this is kind of a long-term plan but yeah Mm. so we're going up to learn about that and we're going to stay in these little like bothy things and it's gonna it's like um there's a leslie ruddock who is a journalist um based in scotland who writes a lot about land ownership Mm -hmm. and kind of community land uh, movement is going to be there so we're just like how how did we get this gig (laughs) anyway so i'm super excited about that best weekend yeah i'm just a bit like party and then this like six, six hour drive to Inverness. Say Inverness is yeah. quite a ways away yeah. but yeah so that is I'm actually really excited about it but oh, yeah awesome yeah. I'm excited so for cool. you yeah that sounds nice. great yeah what are you looking forward to Rosie well I'm looking forward to kind of a similar like travel-y thing hmm. really last minute bought a train ticket to Sheffield nice. to join Alice because she's doing Sheffield Dockfest yeah and 
there's an art gallery. I've, I've never actually been to Sheffield, just in general. How dare so, you? I know. I've never been either, actually. Yeah. How dare you? I know. <laughs> and it looks awesome. It looks really cool. It looks yeah. like there's loads of just good stuff going on. So, yeah. got going to have an art day. But I just randomly booked it. It was like... like she book- I haven't even booked my ticket to Sheffield <laughs> yet. And I'm going on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I didn't book it right then and there, it wouldn't have happened. It would have been one of those things like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely do that. And then never do it. So, I'm doing it. I'm glad you did. I'm looking forward to that too, but that's not the thing I'm looking forward to. I don't know if I already said that. You said you were going to do it and because the last time we recorded an episode was last week and it was when we went to Middlesbrough and we had to literally run out of the room because we (laughs) had a train to catch in like 10 minutes. Um, (laughs) So I'm really interested, isn't it, from Mima to the station. It's like, am I going to get there in time? (laughs) I've had that before. Um, But yeah, I was like in the episode, I was... That was my looking forward to thing. I was looking forward to checking out that exhibition because it's like a cool alternate realities thing, but you don't have to have a festival pass to go see it. It's for oh, everyone. Great. Um, and Rosie was like, oh, I want to go. And then so she booked a ticket on the train. So Boom. <laughs> she will go. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well, I am, you, Alice? I am looking forward to that. But the thing I am looking forward to is editing a film with my friend. Like as Rosie and Alison saw when we came in, there is a whole other person in this office with One us. One whole other person. One whole person. And they both looked out the window. He's busy. Um, (laughs) But he's a filmmaker and he directed a short film recently. So I'm helping him edit that together. That's great. So we've all got like cool creative things and artsy things to look forward to. Yeah. It's that what we're saying. Reflection. It's important. Get excited. Yeah. It's nice. Focus on the positive. Indeed. That's what we're all about. Nice. Yeah. If you want to focus on the positive with us, you can reach <laughs> us on Instagram and Twitter so at Hayout What's Good. I know, thank you. <laughs> I've got a website, com, and you can email good at gmail.com and you can find the Holy Biscuit at slash Shieldfield Artworks <laughs> at, uh, is it just Shieldfield Artworks? It's uh, saw-newcastle.org perfect so we'll have then, and we're on instagram twitter and Facebook. yeah and we'll like tag you and things so Brilliant. you should be easy to find yeah. indeed okay lovely right. well thank you again for coming along yeah, this has it's been, been delightful wonderful having you thank you so much right. it's been a real joy nice Yay. until next time everyone bye bye bye, bye.